Welcome to Nerding Casually, the podcast where we get together each week and nerd out across state lines. That is how we start every episode. But before we begin this episode, I wanted to have a conversation about how we make Nerding Casually. When Dan and I thought of the podcast, we wanted to nerd out and talk about a movie each week. Most importantly, we always wanted to have fun doing it. One thing we realize is that we're having more fun talking about entertainment news, comic books, movies, TV shows, and even board games. We enjoy speculating about spoilers and introducing each other to new things to nerd out to. And it started to feel like a chore to actually talk about a movie for each podcast. For each episode, we would watch a movie multiple times to take notes, come up with a thesis like it were a paper, and defend it, sometimes very badly, like I did when trying to defend Dark Knight Rises. All of this started to feel like homework, and not hanging out, not nerding out as friends. So we've decided that instead of dedicating half the podcast to one movie, we'll introduce each other to new things and nerd out together. We'll discuss movies, but we won't be using half the podcast to discuss just one movie. Now we'll be using the podcast to nerd out and have fun doing it. I want to take some time and thank you, the listener. You guys rock. I want to thank you for listening and being a part of this journey. It's been a lot of fun so far, and it's only just beginning. So let's nerd out and have some fun. Welcome to Nerding Casually. There's a lot going on in the world, and and we've been gone for two weeks at this point. uh, Because we have a missing podcast I haven't put out, and there are reasons for that, and you will find out in the future why. Um... But there, there was a lot going on. Um, I, I'm going to start with, with Mr. Robot, because it does actually involve an actual news event. Um, many people in the United States are probably aware that there was a really tragic event that happened on uh, Wednesday, uh, Wednesday morning. Uh, and it, it was just graphic, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, and it actually affected Mr. Robot, uh, the finale. They actually announced uh, around uh, 6 p.m. Wednesday night that they were not going to air that episode of Mr. Robot until next week because it had a very similar scene to what happened uh, earlier in the day. And Really? Yeah. uh, And I was, like, I was just shocked because, one, that show has a way of being... It's edited to be very topical. Um, They actually... uh, added something to an episode two weeks ago where they actually mentioned the Ashley Madison hack. Um, but this was not, yeah, yeah, seriously. But this was not one of those uh, scenes where they added in at last minute. This was something that they had, had done before. And that's actually something that I've always liked about the show. It's, it's been oddly topical. And I guess now I know why they, they do last minute edits to, to make it like that. But it's, it's kind of strange how you have that real life crossover where you have that type, where a type of event can occur and sadly mirror something inside of a uh, inside of a TV show, a fictional event. So what you're saying is that this Mr. Robot series is basically the South Park of live action shows. <laughs> it pretty much is. I mean, it's except for it's uh, it's super serious and and not uh, as funny as South Park. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's <laughs> it seems like they they wait to like the week or two weeks before air to uh, to lock down the uh, the filming for the show. And you know that's that's what South Park does. I mean, not to stray too much off topic here, just to put a little plug for South Park because I really like that show. But yeah, I mean, I gotta say that 
and like I said, I'm getting off topic here, but South Park is just a really genius, genius show. And they typically, as long as they've run, they've always created their show a week before the air date, which is why the all the episodes are so current. And I think they've only missed, the last stat I saw, they only missed one air date. And that was because, only because they lost power at Comedy Central Studios. So, so I, uh, I think that's pretty noble of South Park. But anyway, like I said, I digress. So let's get back to what you're saying. Yeah, I, actually, I, I completely I, I love that fact that it, it's on top of everything South Park is. And so is Mr. Robot. I I will say I, I don't want to talk too much about the, the tragedy so much because I don't I, it, it's not my place to do that. What I will say, though, is mm-hmm. that Mr. Robot is a good show and it's probably the best show I've watched so far this year. Um, definitely the best show I've watched this summer. Uh, so I, I would implore everyone to go out there and watch it. Binge it once uh, the finale's over. That way you can get the, the full uh, season long arc. I know uh, Sam Esmail, when he first, uh, when he first uh, made the show, he actually, the pilot was supposed to be a movie, essentially. And it was a movie in itself. And every episode after that has been a movie as well. And it, not necessarily in length, but uh, a movie in... The script, a movie, and the acting. Uh, the show was just... It, it deserves to have more viewers. And it already has season two. There's no like really concern of it being canceled. But it just... Everyone should be watching this show. Yeah. And I really hope it, it finds a place on Netflix or Hulu or something. Probably Netflix. Because I, I kind of want to see it. And I, cause I I don't have cable, so I can't watch it. You know, so... Yeah. I, I'd like to check it out. Well, hopefully you can see it. Uh, yeah, for sure. I've heard nothing, but I mean, you've said good things about it. I got some buddies on Facebook that talk about it. I mean, it's, it seems really good. Yeah. There, there are a few shows that I schedule to watch each week, much less schedule to watch with friends. Um, this mm-hmm. is that show. Huh? Just, just putting that out there like that. Um, speaking of shows that like, are just encapsulating. I, I'm going to throw out the Galaxy Quest TV show. I, I didn't even realize this was supposed to be a thing. Uh, as you're probably aware, there was a Galaxy Quest movie back in 1999. Many Star Trek fans considered a Star Trek movie in itself, and some Star Trek fans actually rate it higher than Star Trek Into Darkness for dubious reasons. Uh, that that being said, I I love <laughs> I love that movie, and I actually have always wanted to see it turn into a TV show. Um, I don't know how it would stay as meta as it did, uh, uh, in, as the, mm-hmm. uh, as the, uh, movie did, but, uh, I, I would love to watch it. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I wonder what, what approach they're going to take for it. And, and I almost want to get a prime account just so that I can have this, you know, prime is awesome anyway to begin with, but it's just a hundred dollars a month. And, you know, I'm a cheapskate, so <laughs> I already have Netflix and Hulu and, uh, and I almost want to get prime just so that I can watch the guardians, the guardians, the galaxy quest. Good grief. <laughs> uh, so I can watch this TV show when it, when it comes up. Cause I mean, do, I don't know, Ken, do you think that they'll get all the original cast back? I mean, I don't know how they're going to do this. Well, that's the one thing. So first of all, we got this, uh, the story from EW, uh, entertainment com. uh, and so one of the things that it's, it's stating is that it's not clear, uh, quote, it's not clear if members of the cast, the film's cast will be sought for the show or if it will be a complete reboot. Um, 
there were a lot of big names in the show, like or in the movie, mm-hmm. Sigourney Weaver, Alan Rickman, Tim Allen, and I—I I don't remember Sam Rockwell being that big at the time, but he's definitely a a well-known commodity actor as well. Also, let's uh, let's uh, mention—I uh, can never remember Monk's name. Tony Shalhoub. Tony Shalhoub was in that movie as well. Uh, so that's right. So there we go. Also, uh, good news is that Amazon Prime is actually $100 a year. I didn't know if you misspoke or not, uh, but uh, just in case you didn't realize it was only $100 a year. Did I say it was $100 a month? Yes. Or, oh. <laughs> Amazon, those bastards, they're always after our money. <laughs> Thanks for the clarification. You're good. Yeah. Actually, you can thank Matthew because he was like, uh, I'm not sure about that. Thanks, Matthew. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't like. I, I hope I, I'm going to go out on and say this though. I hope that the Galaxy Quest TV show is not the closest thing that we get to a Star Trek TV show. Uh, just because one, I love Star Trek, and two, I don't want to have to live Star Trek and Galaxy Quest because for me, they are different movies. It's a satire of the behind the scenes of Star Trek, but. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, but it's a it's a it's its own story, and I like that. And it was a fun, heartwarming story, and just like freaking hilarious. So hopefully, it will be its own thing, and not just like, oh, we're gonna be the new Star Trek because CBS and Warner Brothers can't get their shit together. Mm-hmm. Heard that? Yeah. Oh, got you, got you. So, um, kind of off the wall, we were talking about Deadpool. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned this, but. The uh, I can't think of the character's name, but he was one of the Thermians on Galaxy Quest, and he's in Deadpool. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. You know what I'm talking about? I know who you're talking about, but I cannot think of his name right now. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, I just I just remember I was like, that looks like the guy from Galaxy Quest, and he's been totally low key, and he's had low key roles, so I I, I can't uh, I can't speak to his name or anything, so I don't know. But he was in it, so it's it's. Hopefully, he'll be back, and I don't know. Maybe they'll do like Arrested Development and just do a bunch of green screen for all the main actors. <laughs> I, I really hope they don't do that. I I did that. I couldn't get into Arrested Development last season or season five, season six, four. Uh, four. Uh, sorry, I'm all over the place with that one. Uh, <laughs> I, I I couldn't get into it because of. The, like just how chopped disca- chopped together everything was, I, I didn't really appreciate that at all. Yeah, but apparently it was good enough to warrant a fifth season. Yeah, and they're also going to you know make sure that they actually uh, you know have them all on the same set. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But, so I found the character's name for the Thermian that you're referring to in Galaxy Quest. His name is Mavazar. Uh, I'm trying to find his name because I feel like he deserves a call out. Mathazar. 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 <laughs> so the name is Enrico Colantoni, which I horribly messed up because I don't speak Italian and I I just I, I can't read well. I can't read good. No. That no, that's not um Hang on, let me look it up. That's not who I'm thinking of. But I know who you're talking about. He was on he was on that um Just Shoot Me, that TV show with David Spade back in the day. Oh yeah, um, you're right. That's totally you're totally right. 
Yeah, let me see here. Cast. I'm on Wikipedia. I didn't realize oh that was him. Oh my god, my mind just blew on that alone. Was that that? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I didn't realize that was him. They did a really good makeup for this movie. Really good makeup. Yeah. What? <laughs> you are my last hope. <laughs> Oh, okay, his it. name is his name is Jed Reese, and he played the part of Teb in Galaxy Quest. Okay, that's what <laughs> I can't believe that's him. <laughs> oh god. Okay, here's something else though. Um, Corbin Blue, who we all know from High School Musical, our favorite musical, was the young Tommy Weber uh, on the from the movie. That's that makes you feel old, right there. Oh my goodness, Rain Wilson was in this. Yeah, he oh, was shit. one of the uh, he was one of the Thermians. <laughs> this movie just had the A list. Yeah, there there were a lot of actors in this movie that were like no names at the time, and mm-hmm. that's crazy. I mean, Justin Long, he was a no name at the time. Yeah, um, he's a no name now. So kind of, it counts. Yeah, I heard that. I was gonna say. <laughs> That was mean. I'm sorry, Justin Long, if you listen to our podcast. I'm sure you don't because you're probably more busy. Mm-hmm. But I do love you on New Girl. Yes. And as a Mac. Uh, you're a good Mac. Though John Hodgman did uh, outshine you. Let's see. Um, Missy Pyle. She was on um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, she, she played the like the weird, creepy, tall, skinny woman. Yeah, yeah. That's her, I think that's what her shtick. Like. That's her her Hollywood stick. Yeah. She was in a movie I just saw not too recently, and it was was like a scary movie. Like, it was pretty messed up. Let's see. What was it? It's called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. (laughs) She was in Anchorman. She was in Dodgeball. Holy crap. Um, What is this? A haunted house too. Oh, that's right. She—that's the one I was thinking of. Haunted house too. Bad movies, terrible movies. <laughs> now, on the other side of that spectrum, though, did you uh, actually? I know you did because I sent you the link. Uh, the video that uh, Star Wars put out on their own Instagram of John Boyega actually showing off his lightsaber. Did you see that? Did you? Did you see the trailer that that was attached to? I did not see the trailer that was attached to. Yeah, you're, you're not talking about that 15 seconds. oh no yeah that's just, I, I did see the 15 second trailer yeah i did see that yeah. That yeah. that's a teaser that's not even yeah. a trailer that's a straight up teaser yeah you're right yeah yeah that was that was fantastic i i i again i was at work and i had yeah. uh, some downtime because we had this uh, crazy meeting today uh and i happened to you know go through my my reddits and my my facebook's and saw this link and I was like, okay, well, we'll put this on. And it was a link to Instagram. I was like, what the hell is this? Like, who puts a, a trailer on Instagram? It must be something weird. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, it's like a, a, a more more of a clip from uh, Star Wars. And I was like, oh, my God. This is just like, I, I like that there's a lot. Okay, I'm rambling. I like that there's a lot of this movie that's being shown, but I'm not getting a lot of the plot. Yeah, no, you're right. And one thing I'm confused about is, so J.J. Abrams stated recently that Kylo Ren is not going to be 
the same um um he's not going to be the sith in this movie which kind of makes me wonder i mean first of all like kylo ren he's he's based off of revan from the old republic i mean i mean come on i mean like that's his garb that's his get up he looks like revan and i thought that was that was who it was i thought it was revan especially since disney came out and was like yeah the old stuff is no longer canon all the stuff that's written and stuff that's no longer canon so i thought well they could bring in revan and you know they don't have to worry about explaining something because technically he's not canon yet. But um, I, I digress. So I thought it was really interesting that they explained. They said his name is Kylo Ren, and then he's not going to be the the main Sith in this movie. So it makes me wonder who the Sith is going to be. Multiple Sith. Multiple. <laughs> it's it's a Force Awakening for the dark side or the, for the light side as well as the dark side. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm actually really happy about that. I just hope that we don't get like a million Sith versus a million light side, or or maybe that's what they're going for, so they can have like major wars. But I I liked that sense of the older movies where you had the the Force was pretty much dying out. Like you had two, well, two on the dark side and and really two on the light side until Return of the Jedi that were representing their respective houses and. You you saw this this lineage just dying out. It's like seeing the the last days of a an ancient religion or something, you know. So mm-hmm. I I I hope that it's not too like done like the force isn't overdone or isn't isn't necessarily. I don't know how to phrase this without sounding like just like a jackass, but like I, I hope that it's not like just exploited. You know what I mean? That it becomes too mainstream. Yeah. Because I don't know how I, I, I just don't see how that would work in, in the universe. I mean, for me, like the, the, the better movies, the, the the original three, always had the Force as something that very few could actually harness and use and and mm-hmm. and and integrate into who they are. And if everybody's going to be popping around with lightsabers, I just don't think that the awe would be there for me. Maybe someone. Ooh, I know. Someone comes up with a way to duplicate the midichlorians genetically so that anybody can become a Jedi if they wanted to. That's the plot. Michael Bay produces it. Uh, they, they already announced midichlorians don't exist anymore. I know, I know. That's <laughs> I, I wanted to go ahead and quash that right now. Let's just let's get, out the, get that out of the way. I was gonna, it, it, it borrows from Transformers Age of Extinction where anybody can make a Decepticon or an Autobot now. So same thing. Michael Bay is going to produce this and he's going to bring in the midichlorians and he, and, and Stanley Tucci is going to come back as that same character and genetically all he's going to create these, uh, these midichlorians and anybody's going to be able to become a Jedi for the right price. God, <laughs> you just found a way for me not to want to see a star Wars movie. And that's including the, the, the three that we don't speak of. Congratulations. <laughs> Now go sell oh, it to Fox, you know. and you can call it Fantastic Four. <laughs> Fox would eat it up in a heartbeat. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it'd be the next Wait, Fantastic oh, Four. Everyone gets that's powers. right. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. That they're gonna go to Planet Zero. They're gonna harness that energy. Anybody can become a Fantastic. But I'm not gonna become the thing. I want 
don't get, don't make me the thing because the thing doesn't have a thing. <laughs> no, if you if you become the thing, that's the cheap option. So that's like the 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 bargain price. Uh, I, I I would say like you're, you're Mister Fantastic. Your stretchy arms that's nice that's nice and everything. Uh, that's probably like your 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 mid tier, your upper <laughs> mid tier. Uh, flame on. So the flame on. There are two tiers for flame on or, or for Johnny Storm. You get the lower tier, which is above the thing, obviously, uh, which is you can't control the powers, but you have, like just randomly flame on. And then the upper tier, uh, which is not quite like Mr. Fantastic level uh, where you can control it. And then you have the top tier, which is Sue Storm, invisibility, but also the ab- ability to project and uh, create force fields. Because who, who wouldn't do- want invisibility? And right, and you know, Sue Storm was the best character I think in that entire movie. She her her powers were they're pretty good. Yeah, she could fly. She could carry people around. She could turn invisible. She she could project mm-hmm. force fields. I mean, that she was awesome. Like, who would not want those powers? I heard that. You know, I was watching the Honest trailers earlier. I was watching that um, earlier, like this week, and I was watching the Honest trailer for Fantastic Four. And they made it right around the time, right before the new Fantastic Four came out. And it said, and, and when it was introducing the cast, they're like, and introducing Jessica Alba as, as a Hispanic woman that they put a blonde wig and blue, icon, blue contacts in. And nobody flipped out. But everybody flipped out when they found out that Johnny Storm was going to be black. <laughs> Aww. I really wanted I that movie like, to be good. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I mean that thing that that still doesn't bother me. I could care less. Make Johnny Storm. I don't care. Like, just make a good movie. Yeah, for crying out. And they they actually addressed all- that well in the movie too. They were like, oh yeah, she's adopted. Perfect. Yeah. Simple like one line answer. Good to go. Let's let's go like blow up some shit. But they forgot to blow up shit. So I think what would be really hilarious, you know, is if uh, once Sue Storm got her powers in the movie, if maybe she like killed 80 people as you know, when she was trying to harness her powers and then she ran away to kind of save herself and save other people from, you know, from her harm. And so they're all talking and Mr. Fantastic says, you know, like, I can't believe this Sue Storm, like she's committed this great act of, you know, she just doesn't know what she's doing. And then Johnny Storm says, watch your mouth. She is my sister. Yeah, well, she killed 80 people in two days. She's adopted. <laughs> I think that would have captured Michael B. Jordan's like a uh, like humor as well. Like his yeah. Johnny. Well, it would have captured Johnny Storm's humor, but it would also ca- uh, capture Michael B. Jordan's humor pretty well too. Yeah, yeah. And plus, it'd be a good homage to the Avengers. <laughs> exactly. Oh man. So. So, just a quick side note, because I I'm going through my my news stories, and I went through the comment section again. Mm-hmm. So you're aware of Supergirl, right? Yes. So you saw that trailer? Actually, I haven't. I really haven't been paying attention to it much. I was okay. I was really underwhelmed by the first one. Wait, when you get a chance, uh, see the Supergirl trailer, which comes out for uh, it's coming out on CBS this fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also an SNL trailer where uh, it was when uh, Scarlett Johansson was hosting, and she uh, like they did a Marvel uh, Black Widow movie, but it was so Black Widow. That. Yeah. So watch that. And then watch the Supergirl trailer. Okay? <laughs> and tell me they're not the same thing. <laughs> that being said, I- I'm reading a lot of like people commenting about the Supergirl show. 
Mm-hmm. And they're actually really liking it. And like the trailer has nothing in common with the TV, like the, the pilot episode. Huh, how do you like that? So I don't know how I can find it, but I will find it and I will report back. Because that actually gave me some hope because I, I would like to see the show. I, I mean, I want to give it a chance. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it does bother me that... Uh, it does bother me that the the trailer they had for it was uh, really horrible. <laughs> yeah, you know that. You know, one of the things that I'm kind of getting sick of is, and this has been going on in Hollywood for decades, women can be other things besides journalists. Okay? like Superman can't. Superman can only be a journalist or a blogger. Or <laughs> he can be a, a basement blogger. <laughs> Eating Cheetos. <laughs> Typing at his keyboard, getting it all cheesy, Cheetos. And that's that's his handle. Superman is his handle because he can hack into anything. Yes. I feel like you're trying to describe the original plot for Fantastic Four again. No, Ken, no. <laughs> okay, but yeah, seriously. I mean, like, women can be, they can be other things besides journalists. I think in the Adrian Plecky failed Wonder Woman TV show, she was a, a journalist uh, every single chick flick out there, the woman is a journalist. Uh, let's let's get away, you know, Hollywood. Like, let's get away from women being journalists. I, that, that's all I have to say about that. Well, but, I think when it comes to like the the big thing there, like especially for like Adrian Pilecki and for the Supergirl, especially the way they're trying, they're marketing Supergirl. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of that is probably influenced by shows like Sex and the City where you had the main protagonist be a, who is a writer for a, a, a newspaper and a writer for a, for her, his, for her book. So I think that's probably some of it as well. I was, I just got the image of uh, Sex and the City mixed with Supergirl. <laughs> is Carrie Bradshaw playing Supergirl? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> is it Kim Cattrall? no it's still the same it's it's the same um per, it's the melissa benwast or however you say her name yeah. as supergirl but she's typing every every episode begins with her typing and you know she relates some <laughs> some some weird thing about her romance her her love life to being a superheroine. i found out that love is a lot like flying <laughs> you really got to know when to balance and take off and you just got to know when to fly away and to come back. That's how they're marketing it, though. Yeah. Like, that's that's exactly how they've marketed it. And it's just sad because, like, I mean, wh- why would you do that? Like, you could you could give us this show, and apparently it's not the same as the, the trailer, and market it to us like we're adults. Because guess what? We're all adults. Except for the children. They're not adults. <laughs> they're little adults. <laughs> I think we have a show title. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, that might make Jared Fogel a little too excited. If oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's not too soon. It's just sick. It's just sick. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yep. Uh, I gotta say, well, while we're recovering, from that, <laughs> I actually have the show title. It might be too long. Um, we're all adults except children I'm looking at you Jared (laughs) oh man oh boy (laughs) 
everyone listening to this, I think you can tell that Dan and I have not talked for like two weeks. So we're just, uh, we're not really nerding out. We're just, uh, just goofing off right now. Yeah. Yeah. And that was all my fault because, because uh, I was in Orlando for these past two weeks. Oh, more like Kissimmee. I wasn't really in Orlando. I was in Kissimmee, Florida. Took the, took the family out on the first family vacation, had Remy. We went to Disney World and I just got to say, and I told you this, Ken, but I, I I only went to Disneyland Dis, Disney World, excuse me. I've only went to Disney World, the Magic Kingdom. I only went once in my entire life, and that was when I was I want to say 5 years old, but I might have been 6. I can't remember cuz I think it was right before I started kindergarten. But anyway, the one thing I remember from going to Magic Kingdom as a kid, I begged my dad to take me on the Haunted Mansion ride. And we sat we stood in line and I got in and I cried from beginning to end. It scared the crap out of me. So I had to redeem myself. And I went on the Haunted Mansion again. And this time I only cried in the beginning. No, I, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, it, was, it was hilarious. It was really good. It was a really nice ride. And, and Remy, I took Remy on it. He had a fun time. Uh, it, was, it was really, and I got to say, not only going to Disney World once in your life, you kind of get sick of hearing it's such a magical place, you know, your dreams can come true here. But when I went, when I walked in and I saw the the castle in Magic Kingdom, it was magical. I mean, I'm not even going to dress it up. It was magical. <laughs> it was definitely and and seeing Remy like just him walk around and we got him mouse ears um and we got him he uh we got pictures of him with Winnie the Pooh and Tigger and just the way he reacted to them i mean it was just i mean it was it was worth it it was well worth the money we spent for the admission ticket so it was definitely it was definitely a good vacation but i am super happy to be back and and chatting up and nerding out cuz Ken i it's i started school this last week and it's killing me that now there's nobody at school or work that I can nerd out about this stuff with. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good news is, speaking of school, we have uh, one final news uh, story. And that is the school that uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson took us uh, on, the Ares 3 mission. If you're not familiar with the Ares 3 mission, it's a mission from the movie called The Martian, which was based on a book called The Martian. And I have been on the hype train for this movie ever since I found out they were actually making it. And I am yet again on the hype train for the movie because they show a an older Neil deGrasse Tyson describing the Ares mission, the crew on the ship, and the the actual vessel itself, and how they get to and from Mars. And it's amazing. And I just I I feel like every every couple of weeks I get more and more hype for this movie because they release such awesome material. It just it Ridley Scott is doing this movie uh, like great service right now and just releasing this viral material and and making it feel like in universe everything feels like I'm there experience 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 oh my god like I'm there in the movie and I'm part of the experience yeah kind of like you're experiencing it <laughs> fuck you Dan. <laughs> 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 but 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 joking aside, uh, yeah, <laughs> I I just I cannot wait for this movie to come out. It every every week or every every time I see the trailer, I, I'm excited for it. I've listened to the book because I, I I do I listen to a lot more uh, audiobooks than I do reading usually. Um, 
but I've listened to the book again and I'm just the book is so good the the trailers for the material looks really good and I'm just really excited like I can't wait and this is not the same hype train that I was on Fantastic Four Fantastic Four was delusion (laughs) this is based in knowing what the plot of the book is and and knowing that it can be a good movie and so far it looks like it's going to be a good movie yeah, I agree. It definitely looks like a good movie. My thing is, since I haven't read the book yet, it looks like a prequel to Interstellar for me. And that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got Dr. Mann in there. You got Dr. – you got uh, Murph in there. You know, Murph. So it's Sorry. <laughs> I'm just I'm just waiting for it to be all tied together like Interstellar and the Martian like the the Martian is a prequel to Interstellar and Murph has to go through the she has to go through the wormhole to go back in time before before um the first before Dr. Man went out on the first mission to to uh help him get to be the first person in, on Mars because uh because that's how he, you know, you can't change the past. You can't, and you know, I don't know, I'm rambling here, but she <laughs> has to help make sure that Matt Damon, his character, makes it on the launch to Mars. Because if that doesn't happen, then he won't go explore the galaxy. There we exactly. go. <laughs> and, and to put that all together, boys and girls, you've got to go forward before you can go back. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. With, with, that's all the news for this week. Um <laughs> And Dan, it's been forever since we've actually done this. And by forever, I mean two weeks. Um, but let's nerd out a little bit. What, what have you been, what have you been, you, you nerded out at Disney. Mm-hmm. What, what else have you been nerding out with? Well, I got to say, let me, uh, I'll share a few things because I know our time is a little short here. But um, Mad Max, I finally watched Mad Max Fury Road. And I got to say, I, I've, I've admittedly, honestly, I haven't never seen a Mad Max movie. So I, w- I didn't go into this as a diehard fan, even though I have a couple friends who are diehard Mad Max friends, fans, and they lauded this movie. I mean, just ever since the, the, the news broke that this was, movie was going to come out and when they saw the trailer, they were just so stoked for this movie and they gave it a claim. And, you know, everybody was giving it a claim. And I'm kind of that person that when – so many people like something, I try not to like it because I'm a hipster like that. I'm a douchebag like that. I try to <laughs> pick out. <laughs> I'm just going to say, it, you know, I, so, but when I watched Mad Max on Friday night, I was speechless. I mean, on paper, it shouldn't be a good movie. It's a two and a half, it's a two hour chase scene. Uh, th- there's the, in the only plot hole that, I could think of in this entire movie was <clears throat> this is in a dystopian future where gasoline and water are their their precious resources. However, they drive through the desert on these gas guzzlers and they drain water like it's nobody's business. But <laughs> I mean that doesn't affect the quality. It's a fantastic movie. It's awesome. Tom Hardy does a fantastic job as Mad Max. Like I said, I haven't seen the other three, so I can't compare him to Mel Gibson. But I don't think it matters because he he did a really good job at interpreting the character. And whether that's his own interpretation or he channeled his inner Mel Gibson, which I really hope he didn't. Otherwise, the Jewish people need to watch out. <laughs> I think everybody needs to watch out if he's channeled his inner Mel Gibson. 
That's right. Um, he, I mean, it was just, it left me speechless. Uh, it, it, it was the, it was the perfect movie. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Wow. That's, that's hype. I mean, I, I've, I've heard a lot of hype for that movie and I, I wanted to see it. I just, I, I've been at the point where I, I don't go out and see movies a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. There are a lot of reasons for that and not going to get into them in this podcast, but being in a uh, relationship. Yeah. <laughs> actually, that's, that's not really it on the list. Uh, even though Matthew and I don't usually go see to watch movies together. It's a very, very few times where that happens. Usually it's a Marvel movie that we see together. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I, I don't normally go out and see movies. So I'll, I, I need to, I need to get, get, get caught up with Mad Max because it looked good. I was on the hype chain for it as well. Mm-hmm. But I just did not see it. And everyone out there, I wasn't on the same hype train that I was with Fantastic Four or for The Martian. It was a slower moving hype train that, that got me to the station just in time to uh, download it on iTunes. Uh, <laughs> That's all you need. Exactly. That's what, I was, uh, yeah, I was on that train. I wouldn't call it a hype train. I'd probably say it was a train. The movie train. <laughs> movie train. Yeah. The successor to movie phone. That's right. <laughs> after after Mr. Movie Phone, you know, after that died out, he had a, he went into business as a train conductor. <laughs> oh man. Um so and, for, oh go oh, for it, man. I was gonna say, uh well, I was gonna switch gears here um before I hand over hand it over to you. Um I just wanted to talk about X-Men ninety two and Deadpool Secret Secret Wars really quickly. X-Men ninety two is shaping up to be a fantastic comic book story arc and I cannot wait to keep to continue on the adventures this I was reading issue two I have not gotten to issue three yet I'm not sure if it's out yet I think it is but I'm not sure how but this issue two if you guys remember from the last time I talked about 92 number one the X-Men are trapped in the minefield right now by Professor X's sister Cassandra Nova and she's helping cure the uh, the mutants from themselves and i mean this issue was just brilliant it had wolverine face his worst enemy himself and make amends with that it had gambit and rogue um it had them really flesh out their relationship uh, and gambit pour out his love to rogue and which ended up in cassandra nova thinking that that was too risque and failing them for their their for her experiment uh, and I mean, as of right now, the cliffhanger that, that they left out on is that the X Force is going to come in to help finish the job. Uh, the Xavier they they go into the X Mansion to find Professor Xavier. I'll just say incapacitated, and so they have to go save the X Men. So I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, Deadpool Secret Secret Wars. Uh, it's really it, that one's also a good read that I'm reading right now, and that one deals with a lot of the Marvel Universe going out to stop Dr. Doom and Galactus and being killed in the, in, 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 uh, in the ensuing battle and Deadpool being the only person left alive. He gets healed. I mean, completely like his skin, his cancer, everything's good. Like he looks like a normal person. And the, the last, the way the last issue ended is him resurrecting the, uh, the deceased uh, Marvel superheroes by giving them, by slowly transforming back into his old cancer self, so definitely big character development for Deadpool. So that that's awesome. I I, I have not read X Men ninety two, and Rachel and Miles, hit, which all of you who have been listening know that I've been obsessing with Rachel and Miles since uh, probably about a month ago. I think maybe two months ago. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I have finally caught up to all 71 release podcasts. It might be 72. Um, and they had a special, I think about a month or two ago about X-Men 92. Uh, it wasn't necessarily special, but there was, uh, the two writers for X-Men 92 were on it and it was amazing. And they described how they got to the process of it. And now I have to read X-Men 92 because it just sounds so good. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the concept alone already sounded amazing, but like after hearing some of the stuff that they, like they talked about in, in the, uh, <laughs> in the, uh, in, in the script for it. It's amazing. And all I'm going to say, the last thing I'm going to say about X-Men 92 is, it not you, it Gambit. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> it Gambit, but see. <laughs> um, so for me, so the last couple of weeks while you've been away, I've been watching actually a lot of Star Trek Voyager. Um, it was really my first Star Trek series that I, I started off with. Um, thanks to my dad, it was as one of my friends affectionately calls the one with the female captain or the lady captain, uh, and I. It's a show that I always hold near and dear to my heart. Some of the stories definitely do not hold up this, the the against the uh, tests of time, like Star Trek P- Deep Space Nine does. Um, but I think that's probably a little bit because it's not a serial TV show. Um, but I still love it. Like I, I love the characters in that show. I I love where the plot goes, and there are times I wish I could rewatch it for the first time because there there there's that feeling of finding out where your where your extended family is going essentially. And for me, like as a kid, they were my extended family. Like they 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 were my first incarnation of Star Trek. My like my Star Trek. Like a lot of people have their their first Doctor who is their Doctor. This was my Star Trek. Um, and I just, I, I spent two weeks and just uh, watched through some sp- special episodes, mostly in the last three seasons. But uh, I just uh, went through that and, you know, enjo- enjoyed them and, and watched the finale. And, and again, like, I, I think it's one of the best finales, actually probably the best finale for Star Trek, um, for any Star Trek series. Just because the, the show had a mission, it was to get home and... They accomplished the mission, obviously. Spoiler alert: uh, fifteen years after the fact, uh, but uh, yeah, I just it was a, it's a great show. Also, another thing, Matthew and I. Speaking of mo- seeing movies with Matthew, Matthew and I watched The Man from Uncle last week, mm. and we talked to you about like I think we talked to you via Twitter or via text about it. But that movie was so good. Now it had problems. There were definitely problems in in the movie, mm-hmm. um, and there was actually a great uh, great article about. I, I need to put this in the uh, the show notes, but there was a great article why movies don't need to start off with origin stories. And I think this movie would have actually been better served without the origin story, but it was still funny. It was still fun. It put you in the, in the era and you, you got to, to, you know, be stupid and, and nerd out or, and, and be crazy with the uh, 60 hijinks and, and not have to worry about like weird plots and, and the grim dark that, chases all the movies these days the movie was not grim and i think that's one of the reasons why i loved it so much because i didn't feel like i needed to cut myself after seeing the movie (laughs) i Um, mean i gotta say like guy Ritchie just really seems to have a lot of fun with his movies i mean sherlock holmes now the man from uncle i i really hope that that becomes a franchise uh because just looking at the trailers army hammer and henry cavill they just seem like they have a lot of good chemistry together and it, like you said, it looks funny. It, the style looks really awesome. 
And Army Hammer at one point wasn't supposed to play Batman. So I think this is right now the uh, the closest thing we'll get to Batman versus Superman before we see the real Batman versus <laughs> Superman. That's funny. It's it's funny because I, I find that Henry Cavill's character, um, who I cannot remember his name right now, uh, in in the movie played a more convincing uh, Clark Kent than he did in Man of Steel. Huh. Like his voice was on point. His his this sounds weird, but his hair was like like dead ringer for Clark Kent. Like I. Matthew and I saw it with some friends and I, I whispered over to my friend while watching it. I was like, do you get a more like get more of a feeling of, of Clark Kent from this character than you do from Clark Kent and Man of Steel? And we totally did. I think I know what it is. It's probably because in The Man from Uncle, Guy Ritchie says, Henry Cavill, have a lot of fun with this character. Just have fun. <laughs> and Zack Snyder says, Henry Cavill, be depressing. <laughs> I just imagine that that Zack Snyder is like behind the woodshed, just like whipping them when they're like in between takes. It's like, you will do this as sad as possible. You see this puppy? This puppy just got buried alive. And and, and Zack Snyder just became Dr. Doom somehow. <laughs> that's that's going to be the plot of the Justice League. It's going to be a fourth wall breaking movie where they discover that Zack Snyder is Darkseid or Brainiac or something. And they have to unite against Zack Snyder because he's burying puppies alive. Yes. He's going to win an Oscar. And on that note... As always, you can reach out to the podcast on Twitter at Speak Casually. Send an email to nerdingcasually at gmail.com or post a comment on the Nerding Casually blog. You can find me on Twitter at Kenji, that's at K-E-N-G-E, and on Facebook.com slash K-E-N-G-E. Dan, where can people find you online? And people can find me in my new and improved Twitter. I'm at dbrixis99, that's D-B-R-I-X-I-U-S 99. And on Facebook, you can find me at facebook.com slash dan.bricks, B-R-I-C-K-S. It's about the bricks. That's right. Nerding Casually is recorded at Glenmore Station in Raleigh, North Carolina. And recorded at Not Fox Studios in St. Louis, Missouri. Our engineer slash producer is Matthew Moore, and you can find his work at swiftobjectives.com. Until next time, true believers, keep nerding out.